0: One week season. One week season, fam, la familia. Welcome back, Mike Johnson here, M Johnson eighty six, coming to you, DFS Fanduel Labs, week thirteen. We are excited to be back. We've had a little hiatus, a little two week uh, hiatus since we have uh, broken things down here uh, on our live show, well, our recorded show. Uh, but our video show uh, focused on FanDuel. We took last week off due to the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, multiple slates. I know the OWS fam uh, was just killing it in week 12. Uh, all over the leaderboards, that was fun to see. Um, I got a lot of things right, did not line them up correctly uh, for a big win. But, uh, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. But glad to see, uh, always glad to see the weeks where the orange banners are uh, flying all over the leaderboards and our Discord channel, the Binks channel, uh, is going nuts. Um, love seeing it. We love teaching you to fish, as we say. Um, and the boat was full last week. So without further ado, I will bring in uh, Mr. Maximus. How we doing, Max?
1: Hello, hello. Good to be back. Looking forward to uh digging into week 13 with you. I myself had a rare showdown sweat on a Monday night at the Vikings uh, Bears game. I was in first place till the last play of the game. But, it, you know, it's good to have a sweat, I guess. And uh, yeah, ready to roll.
0: Yeah, it's funny with those showdowns, how, you know, each play is like, you know, so many things are swinging. Uh, you know, you've got just so many teams um, that are constructed, obviously, with the same very small pool of players. So the swings can be pretty extreme there. So uh, got the heart rate up for you on a Monday night, though, it sounds like. Which is good for any if anybody was watching that game. Um, <laughs> if anyone was watching that game without something on the line, i feel bad for them because it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, Is not a not a very pretty game, Um, but yeah, we've got an interesting week thirteen slate. Uh, I believe it's six teams on by. We get the Raiders, the Bills, Ravens, Giants. um, I'm forgetting a couple there. I think, Uh, but yeah, you know, six teams on by uh, some of the bigger name teams there. So it'll be it'll be an interesting week to build. um, You know to. You know, we've got coaches getting fired. We've got, you know, Bill Belichick's team falling apart. Like, there's a lot going on in the NFL right now.
1: Except for Ramondre. He's been kind of rocking lately for the Pats. But, yeah. 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 Uh, and then we got injuries all over the place this week that, you know, take it with we're doing those guys on Thursday morning. There's still a lot to be determined on you know, this time of year, player. You know, you get more banged up players to kind of sift through to to see who's ready to go, who may be limited. And I think wasn't there even a doubtful player? I think it was Slayton actually played last week, didn't he?
0: And he was yeah. Doubtful. There was two. So Darius Slayton played um, after yeah. being doubtful, and so Jalen Hyatt. When I did the edge right up on that game, and Jalen Hyatt's a guy I kind of talked up, um, and I did still play him and. You know, it worked out kind of nice. I didn't end up it didn't come together perfectly on um some of the rosters I had him on uh but especially on DraftKings he was 3k. I think he put up like 18 points um kind of was like perfect differentiator for like, you know, Greg Dortch, Justin Watson lineups, which those guys both ended up all right too. They both scored touchdowns um but Hyatt was um it was a nice play. I stayed on him, but I think it the Slayton news made it a little tougher to get there. But then also uh Max Crosby was doubtful for the Raiders. Um, they're like stud defensive uh end. Um, and he ended up playing through it and it ended up not really mattering. The Chiefs still kind of smashed, but uh yeah, I mean, usually when you get the doubtful tag, you know, I don't I don't know that. It's like maybe one or two all season had played through it. So then to get two um, fairly relevant players, you know, a, a starting wide receiver and um, a difference making defensive player playing through it uh, on one one Sunday, that was pretty, pretty unique. Um, yeah, but, you know, we are granted with another um, only 10 game slate this week, which Again, I kind of prefer these. I, I don't know about you, but I prefer these weeks as opposed to the, um, you know, the weeks where there's like thirteen games or whatever. I, I like the weeks where it's a little smaller, like ten or thirteen.
1: I do too. A little more or, concentration uh, in your approach. It's kind of how I am about showdowns too. We don't really talk about showdowns, obviously. This is the main slate show, but. I rarely play showdowns unless it's a concentrated offense to where there's not so many ancillary pieces to account for. And the Bears are the perfect example of that, like with Fields, Moore, Komet. And then the defense is coming on now too. But So those are usually the showdowns I like to play. And then that carries over it, the amount of game-wise, uh, coincidentally, in a, when it comes to main slate. Yeah, I agree on that point. And I did read your edge write-up. And so, yeah. Shout out to you. You did mention Jalen Hyatt for sure. I remember, I remember reading that. So
0: sometimes you just you just follow the young talent and you just stick with it, regardless of everything else. Um. All right. Yeah, we'll get into it then. I'll pull up the screen and share. We'll get into your uh, build for this week. Um, again, for I know we've had a couple week layoff. We we have some new subscribers after Black Friday, so. Uh, just a review here, Max uh, builds for the 25K Sunday NFL touchdown on FanDuel. It's a five entry max tournament, uh, $65 entry fee. So he puts uh, five lineups in there. The structure is really good uh, three grand to first. You got kind of a nice flat payout there towards the top. Um, you've also got uh, 90 positions paid, which is uh pretty high percentage. Um, You know, a lot of tournaments, it's like 18 to 20 percent of the field gets paid. But 90 out of 437, you know, that's like 21 percent of the field. So it's actually down a little from what it used to be. Um, But either way, it's a pretty good structure. It's a winnable tournament uh, one you can you don't have to uh, hit the lotto or be absolutely perfect on. So uh, a cool one to build with. Um, And Maximus, I'll let you kind of take it away. Talk us through your lineup here.
1: Yeah, one more note on because we weren't here obviously to cover last week. Oh, man.
0: <clears throat> I had two teams, and
1: in the this is just the irony in the flex spot on one of them, I had Shahid, and in the flex spot on the other one, I had Olavi, and they both got injured <laughs> during the game. That's the gambling part of this game, folks. Is you, that's the thing there's just nothing you can do about If players get injured during game, it just is what it is. It's a hard pill to swallow, but
0: yeah, I. I, I Olave actually, uh, in the, yeah, I had, or, uh, Shahid, I should say in the, so in the Sunday million, um, my best lineup ended up, let's see, in 200th place, um, out of, you know, in the, the million, there's 145,000 entries. Um, it was like 15 points behind first place and that lineup, it had Shahid, um, so it was like, you know, it's
1: what happened.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, and obviously everything, you know, for everyone. I mean, it, it was a, it wasn't a Josh Allen lineup. It had Stroud um, with Nico, um, and then Calvin Ridley bring back, and then it had Kieran Williams, Bijan, and Pacheco as the running backs. Um, so. I, I don't know if it would have got there anyways, but either way, it's, you know, Shahid, when, when you saw Olave go out and they had been having success throwing the ball. Um, yeah. And, and it, you know, I didn't realize how well this lineup was doing till later, but then you look back on it and it's like, Oh, Shahid had 1.9 points or whatever. He went out in the first half, you know, if he breaks one long touchdown. I probably could have had a top ten finish, um, for a few grand, but, I digress. <laughs> um, so anyways, back to it. Let's uh, let's hear about your lineup for this week.
1: Yeah, I'm going a little
0: bit different. I know,
1: I, you know, we've covered a lot of the quarterbacks that I guess you can consider FanDuel strategy wise, mainstay quarterbacks. And remember, this is a five team tournament. So most likely I'll definitely have a Tua team. I'll probably have a Purdy and a Hurts team. But with five teams, you leave one or two teams to be a little more speculative, maybe dive a little deeper, see where there's some other areas that uh, you can attack, and especially when you're playing chalky players. So obviously, value opened up with the unfortunate news about Jonathan Taylor. And obviously, with pricing, they don't account for that when the pricing's already come out. So we have Zach Moss as one of the running backs. He's one of the two chalky pieces I... You know, see along with Dorsch if Wilson doesn't play, maybe for Arizona. But in this case, I have a Kenny Pickett double stack with George Pickens and Pratt and Pat Fryermuth. Obviously, Fryermuth went off last week; his salary raised about almost a thousand dollars, but it's still at a pretty good price. Canada's gone. Looks like the offense is going to open up more. You definitely have to account for the running game as well because you. You can attack Arizona a litany of ways. They're at home against Arizona this week. But, you know, JM did state something. I think it was a year and a half or two years ago where someday the picket double stack is going to win somebody a million dollars. I remember him saying that. If it was ever a week where it's conceivable, it could be this week. But I'll probably have this team also based on the pricing, you know, is pretty tight. So I have Pickens. Pickens, Friar no Arizona run back, but obviously a lot of people would go the Dorch route maybe if uh, Wilson's out. And I think Marquise Brown is a heel injury too at the moment. So then I have uh, Zach Moss. Obviously that will be 50% owned probably on everybody's team cash or tournament. It makes sense though. He's playing Tennessee. Uh, Zach Moss did great before Taylor came into the fold. Uh, it's the kind of chalk where, He's going to get the volume, touch and target-wise, to kind of, you know, be able to eat that chalk, whereas chalk like Dorsch or wide receiver type chalk, I always feel is much more volatile. So I have Moss, and then I have um, Tyreek Hill. That Miami-Washington game, obviously, is a great spot for Dolphins players. Uh, we got to keep in mind Tyreek Hill is going for that 2,000-yard goal, or at least definitely he wants to break Calvin Johnson's single season record. I always keep that in mind with uh, alongside the activity that he has in that offense anyway. Uh we have the New Orleans Saints defense at home against the Lions. Could be an interesting spot. Goff historically not as good on the road, not very mobile. The Saints are capable of putting up of putting together good games defensively. And then I decided with three spots Uh, based on the big four o'clock game, uh, somewhat similar to last week, although probably not as bountiful as Buffalo and Philly were because San Francisco has an amazing defense. But I wanted to save two or three late swap spots strategy-wise and enough salary, if possible, to be able to, especially if I have this picket team on maybe two teams out of my five, to be able to have different combinations I can go to based on – what happens with the one o'clock players as the as the slate goes along uh, prior to the, the four o'clock game's lock. So on this team, I have Rashad White. We all know about Carolina. You're able to run on them. Uh, Rashad White is the alpha running back for Tampa. They're at home, coming off a tough loss. Rashad White just, you know, can run, can catch. I think he's in a great spot there. We have Debo Samuel, still at a Pretty affordable price on FanDuel. Uh, I figure against a team like the Eagles, they're going to need him. I think they're going to deploy him more than they would on in other games where maybe they're more of a dominant favorite. And then as the skinny stack to Devo, I have DeAndre Swift uh, in the flex spot. Obviously, we have a couple of questionable tags by Hill and DeAndre. Not really too worried about them, but obviously they're worth monitoring. Um, they may just be veteran rest type stuff. But what i really like about this team so those three late spots who are currently occupied by rashad white debo samuel and deandre swift and now let me go to my screen here you can easily take those three out and you give yourself so many combinations that are uh just as um relevant to maybe pursue based on how your one o'clock core may do so Uh, One example I'll give you, you could put DeAndre Swift as the running back. Then you can put in, let's say, Brandon Ayuk for the wide receiver. And then in your flex, you'd still have salary to be able to play Adam Thielen or Amari Cooper, for instance. Or you could do DeAndre Swift, keep Debo in, and then that gives you a – in your flex spot, you can go to Devontae Smith, Skinny Batman, especially if uh, Goddard's not going to play again. Uh, I don't know how much relevance there is to that, but it does seem like when Goddard's not in there, Devontae Smith is, is, they need him to be much more involved. So I'm really loving the different combinations you can concoct uh, with that salary left over and those spots saved for late swap purposes for that pivotal, what I believe to be a pivotal Eagles 49ers game in the late window. And there's only three games in the late window. So that's really the main one other than, you know, the Bucks maybe smashing on Carolina or maybe Carolina now with uh, their new setup, you know, maybe being a little more, you know, having a little bit more gusto to maybe give Tampa Bay a game for all we know. I remember a couple being of years
0: fun- ago. Being functional? <laughs> yeah, maybe more <laughs> functional. Mars not high here.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember things. I remember there was a couple years ago. It was definitely Carolina, and it was Brady. I think it was the first play of the game. He just threw a 50-yard bomb to Evans.
0: And he and dropped
1: He just dropped a surefire yeah. touchdown. So stuff like that, you know, it can always happen even though Carolina's more known to be better against the past. It was last
0: year, like week six or seven. Cost me a lot of money. I don't want to talk about it. I
1: I watched it before my eyes, too. I had Evans that week. You can get to Evans. You can get to A.J. Brown. You can even get to Christian McCaffrey with that salary left over and put in, like, Godwin and then somebody else in the flex. So I I just love the flexibility of the different combinations uh, that you have at your disposal based on how your 1 o'clock Klor does on this particular week and I'll throw it back to you, sir.
0: Yeah. You can get to in Joku there with Godwin. Um God, I was going to say, you
1: can double tie that into Joku. I like the Joku yeah. spot this week. Uh, as well.
0: You know, it's an interesting thing. Like we, you know, the first thing Zach Moss, which like you said, he's got like, he's going to be like 50% owned. Like his current ownership projection that I'm seeing is like over 50%. Oh, yeah. Um, which is pretty wild. Um, I know he had, it was actually Taylor's first game back was against the Titans, who are generally a very good run defense, but he had 23 runs, 165 yards, two touchdowns, um, caught two passes for 30 yards. He so had 32 and a half band duel points. Um, I mean, just insane uh, when you think about it. Um, and at that price, like, yeah, it makes sense. Um the same token you know the tennessee run defense generally um pretty solid and um you know it, it's just it's it's a really interesting thing because this is where the contest you're playing matters so much um because the reality like in this contest you're in like you're kind of just better off playing him probably um you know there can be some leverage sure like if he falls off like but if he, when he, when he reaches a certain level of ownership, it's like, okay, well, if he puts up like an 18 point game, you're almost like dead. Um, because, and especially in like, this is a 430 person tournament, the winning score is going to be significantly lower in this than it is in a lot of those bigger ones. So like, you don't need to be perfect, Um And it's especially when it's a chalk piece like this, that's his price is so much lower than any other like feature back. Um, So like in this type of contest now in the Millie, you know, that's where you really got to dig into like the game theory of it. That's where um, there's a lot deeper because you're, you're going to have to kind of hit the nuts um, to have a chance to win that anyways. But in, in this tournament, you know, his, um, his ability to sink you, basically with just getting his expected workload and falling in the end zone once, um, you know, is, is pretty high. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think even at 50% owned, um, you know, I don't think it's like a terrible play uh, in this smaller field contest. Now, if you weren't going to play it, um, that's where I would definitely want to, you know, I actually think the Tennessee defense is like an awesome leverage play this week. Um, they're 3,400 only. Um, actually I haven't even looked at, are they going to be high owned? Uh, decently that like 10% projecting right now. Um, but still that's like a fifth of Moss's ownership. So you got to think, you know, if Moss fails, um, how would that happen? You know, to me, the Titans defense would make sense. Um, Minshew takes sacks. He can be reckless with the ball sometimes. Um, so, just something to think about, you know, it's just, it's such an inflection point um, on a slate like this. When you have a player like that, if you, he, he's, he's a fine play. He's probably, he's a good play, um, especially in this type of contest. Um, but if you weren't going to play him, you got to think long and hard about what that means and how you're going to, um, you know, play off of that. Like I'm fading him. How do you pull that lever as JM likes to say? Um Yeah, last year, uh, JM and I, um, we were touting Kenny Pickett pretty heavily. And um, he showed a lot of things early when he started, you know, how he would some chances he would take some windows he would try to hit with his throws that we both kind of saw the same thing. Like this guy with, you know, they've got some weapons around him like this could really take off Um, and it never really happened I don't know if you saw this, but the Steelers last week, they had over 400 yards of total offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They had, during the entire Matt Canada era, they never reached 400 total yards of offense.
1: I heard that actually on a, on a, on a show, but that's, that's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Wild. Like, you know, they only, they didn't score a ton of points. Like it really was kind of the perfect, uh, the way the game played out was kind of perfect because would they score 13 points or something? I, what was the final score of that game? I don't even remember. I'll look it up. 16-10 they won. Seventeen. Um, so, that, you know, they scored 16 points. So, it's not like they had this huge offensive explosion that draws a ton of attention. But, like, it's definitely things are have improved quickly. Um, and now they face this Cardinals team that, um, you know, just got run over by the Rams. Um, I think Jalen Warren... Uh, is a good play this week. I also think he'll be somewhat popular because he's only $6,500. So, yeah, I think that the Steelers, you know, Pickett is, you know, he's sub 7K and, you know, his team should score some points this week. They should move the ball, should score some points. Um, I think Pickens and Fryermuth are, did you see, (laughs) speaking of Jalen Warren, did you see the video of his fumble?
1: Um, oh, yeah, it was at the beginning of the game,
0: right? Yeah, but then did you see the Deontay Johnson? Oh, so no, Johnson no. Deontay Johnson like blocking. He's on the perimeter like blocking, and he basically, well, he's supposed to be blocking. He basically like the, the ball snapped, and he just kind of stands there and watches it, and then he's just walking away as the ball like comes squirting out of the pile, and it goes like right past him, and then the Bengals recover it and go running by him, and he's just like oblivious to what's going on. Um, yeah. kind of like checked out. He also dropped a touchdown. He did. Um, so if it's I'm one sure. of those things where like, this is where like you look at the, like Tomlin's kind of like, he's a player's coach, but he's also like, he doesn't pull any punches. Um, you know, I they kind of have three main targets there in Johnson, Pickens, and Fryermuth. And I can't imagine Johnson's in a very good place with the coaching staff after, um, you know, that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, I think those are both. I think it's it's a nice way to play it. And again, um do I think a Kenny Pickett stack, a Kenny Pickett double goes for some, you know, crazy score that is gonna win you the Millie? Probably not. But I do think that he's a good play at his price. and if you lock in his two most likely touchdown scores at reasonable prices, That's a nice block, and I think that combined with moss is kind of a great starting point, Um, you know. And it just kind of plays off of that. uh, Like moss will be high owned, but immediately you play a picket double, and you know you're you're differentiated. So um, that's where there's a lot of talk last week uh, on the site. I know in Discord was very active. A lot of people debating playing Jonathan Taylor or not, and um, it's individual ownership can kind of be overrated sometimes it's you know the the whole lineup that matters um so no I I, I like where you went with this Tyree Hill <laughs> this is like wild like I I can't stop thinking back to the um it was after A-chan went out then the Dolphins played the Panthers who were like They've gotten a little better, I guess, but they were clearly the worst run defense in the league at that time. They were getting gouged by everyone, and the Dolphins were really good at running the ball. and It seemed like too obvious, but it was just like as simple as play the feature back Raheem Moster against the worst run defense. Um, and now this week, you've got uh, Tyreek Hill trying to set records facing by far the worst pass defense in the league. Uh, so, you know, his, his price tag is high. Um, it's really, really hard to see him not put in a big game this week, right? You would think. It is I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to see him not getting 100 yards. I guess touchdowns can be fluky, but I mean, I would say like 100 yards and a touchdown seems like a pretty safe bet. I think the biggest concern might be like just legit if they get up too much and kind of take the foot off the gas. But um, even there, again, with this size of contest, I think he's all right. Um, <laughs> and he can definitely bury you if you don't play him, um, even at 10K.
1: Tyree Hill's in every week for me until further notice. I think it, it will be curious to see if a chain comes back this week or not as far as the running. With, between him and Mostert a uh, couple things to play off of you though yeah guys if you're going to play Moss it's not a bad play just differentiate your lineup somewhere else and then to Mike's point if you're not going to play Moss the best thing to do is create leverage with something like a Titans defense that takes away from everybody who does have Moss so if, if there's a way to play him then there's a way to not play him and also leverage yourself you know above the field if, if he doesn't do well Something else with Deontay Johnson, he's actually 6,800 this week. Pickens, uh, George Pickens is uh, 200 less. I will gladly take the ceiling of Pickens at $200 less over the floor of Deontay at 6,8. And that's why I like Pickens in the stack for the ceiling that he's capable of. And yeah, yeah, Deontay's definitely had some bad body language to your point.
0: Well, and he um, doesn't really have a floor. He's got under th- – you know, he hasn't scored double digits in yeah. the last three games. Yeah, he argue, you could argue not even
1: a floor, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, like, even – he used to be known for the floor. Pickens obviously hasn't done great, but just his skill set, the big-bodied receiver he can make plays down the field, um, you know, kind of makes sense. I think I think the picket Friarmouth is probably the sharp um, – you know, the sharp stack. And then if you're going to add one more, I think um, I agree that Pickens might be the play, you know, or even Warren. um, Yep. You know, if Mm -hmm. you just want to bet on uh, the Steelers offense.
1: I had a lot of Warren last week. Obviously, Najee got the touchdown. You know, if Warren gets that touchdown instead of Najee, then it's more, you know, a little more respectable score for Warren. But I, I agree with you. I think it's just a matter of time. Um, when they figure out, you know, how capable he is uh, over Najee.
0: Yeah, Saints defense is an interesting one, too. Um, I kind of like the call. Just, you know, we'll see what happens. But we've seen Jared Goff go from hero to zero uh, in the past, too. Um, You know, I think I don't think anybody's going to play the Saints defense. Um, And obviously, we saw what the Packers did on a short week. Uh, to golf. So, you know, that'll be in an, an interesting spot for sure. Um, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see just in general, what happens with Detroit this week um, because they've had so much hype around them. um And then they just totally, totally dropped the ball in Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll be interesting to see how they respond. I guess the the saints have to respond to their kind of backs against the wall. Um, <laughs> Their coach and Derek Carr are both kind of coming under fire right now. Uh, what was the other? Oh, you've got the um, the original. You had Rashad White. Yep. And, the original
1: uh, combo was Rashad White, Debo Samuel, and then we had DeAndre Swift in the flex. Obviously, guys, if you're doing late swap, you you always want a four o'clock player in your flex for the most part, unless you have a four o'clock quarterback shell core, maybe, and then you maybe you flip it around. But, yeah, if you have noticed, Jared Goff is – I've kind of been – sometimes you just go by trends. He hasn't been looking that good lately, not just Thanksgiving, just like the last few weeks. That's why I'm figuring, you know, New Orleans is capable of of, of really putting pressure on and, you know, obviously they had that big game against New England, which, you know, it's not much to say for because New England's so bad. But, but yeah, the Saints are capable, I think, at home. And to your point, they lost a tough one to Atlanta. They kind of got to stay in the mix. so It it will be interesting.
0: Yeah. And then, um, you know, that San Fran Philly game, that'll be an interesting kind of leverage point. It'll be an interesting point to kind of see where the week goes. Um, and like you said, you know, you mentioned that Buffalo Philly game. It'll be interesting to see if like people try to try to chase that a little bit. Um, I think that the way you're playing it here with like a skinny stack, I think that's kind of how I would approach it. Um, I've actually got some interest in uh, Philadelphia defense this week. Um, I keep talking about defenses, Uh, but, you know, I think they're a good unit um, sub four K and you look at Brock Purdy. I think um, he's, it's interesting. I saw a stat. He's like, QB won in several stats um, at home on the road. He struggled a bit more. Um, you know, it, it'll just be interesting to see how that that game plays out here. Um, you know, like I said, I think it's you got this the Eagles defense, which is so good against the run. Um, and that's kind of how the Niners offense is built. And then obviously both teams are gonna be fully up for the for the rematch, you know, the, the Niners think they got screwed last year with uh Purdy getting hurt in the championship game. So, um, you know, one way or another, it's going to be a really fun game to watch it. You know, it's, um, I don't think I'm going to be like full stacking it the way I was attacking Buffalo Philly last week though.
1: It's very interesting. You would bring up the Eagles defense. So I saw something that, I think somebody said I think it may have been John Hansen. I'm sure you you follow him probably. He said it's the first time ever that a 10 and 1 team or I think they're 10 and 1 has ever been see Vegas is viewing this I think as the 49ers on the over under are the favorites in this.
0: Yeah, they're players against players. a 10
1: and 1 team. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, home a 10 and a team 10 and 1 or better um being a home underdog I think was the um, it's only happened like once in history or something. So Vegas um, is
1: trying to tell us that, you know, the Eagles have been getting lucky on some of these wins, like kind of pulling them out at the end. But, I mean, obviously it's a tribute to Jalen Hurts, I believe on 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 one spectrum of it. He just, he's a, you know, he's that guy, He's just supreme confidence. But then you could also say a lot of balls have bounced their way to kind of for them to survive in a couple of these wins they've had.
0: Oh, no question. I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's two good teams. I guess my greater point, I guess you could go either way with it. Um, I just, with either defense, I guess, I, you know, I think this game could end up, I think it's more likely to end up um, like a 20 to 17 game than like last week you know, that game one way or another was going to get there. Um, that's kind of how I felt coming in. Yeah. Um, I could see this being like more of like a slugfest, um, low-scoring game just because of how the teams are built, I guess. And the, the Niners' defense is a little more solid. I don't see it getting like turning into a track meet, um, but it'll be interesting. You know, that's why they play the games, right? Right.
1: And then again, you have the Tampa offense too that you can kind of shift to, maybe that may be lower owned uh, at home against Carolina. You know, Rashad White, uh, Carolina's been known more for stronger in the past, but, you know, Evans is another one. He's just hot right now. I think Evans is playing for a contract, isn't he, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think- he
0: wanted one before the season, then he didn't get it. Although, I mean, I always – the contract stuff, especially for a wide receiver, like doesn't really matter that much to me because they don't control – like they, like, they still have to – somebody's got to throw them the ball, <laughs> you know. Like um, Maybe I, on I the
1: motivation think, end. What's that? Maybe for his own motivation. He's kind of been – looks like he's been playing angry, actually, which I love to see from Evans. He, sometimes he tends – I don't know. Feels like he's passive maybe, but it looks like he's been kind of focused. And Pickens is another one. No Canada. Pickett's motivation is probably like at the ceiling now being so happy to feel like he can breathe being, uh, out from under the the Canada, uh, regime.
0: Yeah. I mean that again, that's where that sort of stuff I think is noisier than, than reality. Like I don't, I don't look at like these NFL players. I mean, there's some instances, um, I think it's more, I think you can see more when like a guy is checked out, like how Deontay Johnson kind of looked, check out, checked out, Um, you know, or there's like negative stuff, but like, otherwise, like even like the people talk about like the revenge narrative or the whatever, like I don't, outside of like a quarterback who, you know, they're having to make decisions or maybe they're able to like check or audible, like, Um, like the angry Tom, the Brady thing, like you could for sure see there were some games where they'd be up two touchdowns and in the red zone and he'd check to a passing play because like he wanted to, you know what I mean? Um, But like for a running back or receiver, they're just like, they're not in control there. Um, You know, whereas a quarterback or even like a coach, uh, those are the spots that I I lean into more. Um, The Pickens thing, you know, I, I don't think it would necessarily have anything to do with his motivation, just that the offense is going to be more efficient and his skill set won't be just ignored, I guess. Um, That's kind of how I I view it, at least. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, the Tampa offense, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Panthers defense has struggled. And, you know, if the Panthers offense picks it up a little, um, you could kind of sneak your way into a little back and forth game. Uh, so definitely an interesting spot to look at too.
1: Yeah, that would be a Rashad White maybe Thielen, although I think people are probably afraid of Thielen after last week. They <laughs> we got like one target, but, you know. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that's it then. Um, I'll stop sharing here. Yeah, I think – think we get a pretty good breakdown again, only 10 games on the slate. So, uh, watch those injury reports. We're getting into December now, so I uh, have to watch the weather a little bit. Don't overreact to it though. I know there was some people who were like panicking cause there was going to be rain in Philadelphia last week. Uh, I was in discord trying to talk people off the ledge. hopefully, uh, they stayed on the game. Um, but it's generally only like the extremes that are really, uh, gonna, gonna change that. So, um, Thank you for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'll be back to you next week for week 14. Uh, and yeah, Max, you got anything before we go? No,
1: like you said, the weather will start to come into play slightly and watch the injury reports. A lot of players are banged up. You got cues all over the, the, uh, the player list. So just uh, be alert and then obviously stay tuned for the one week season scroll on the edge and, I love listening to Mir and uh, Hilo show in the, in the OWS Discord on Saturdays. So, yeah, stay tuned for all the goodness that uh, OWS brings to kind of help us steer the boat to uh, hopefully get to the finish line.
0: Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Maximus. We'll see you next week. We'll see you all next week. See you at the top of the leaderboards. One-week season.